Hello, DFers, and welcome to the official Draft Fantasy Podcast. We hope Game Week 7 has treated you well. This is what's on this week's show. Part 1, we review Game Week 7, of course. Manners plays a game of pronounced players' names correctly. And Jon Snow is back with Poetry Corner with a wondrous poem about the love triangle that is Jose, Pogba and Egos. Part two, our secret journalist and BBC's very own Phil Dorks joins us to give us some proper analysis. Part three, we'll be reading more autobiographies in the ever popular feature, Who Dat Man, Urger or Player? And part four, we look ahead to game week eight. Where are those player points coming from? So without further delay, roll the music. The Hello, DFers. Hello. Hello. I'm, uh, it's me. It's Elvi. Yeah. Hello. I'm with, of course, Sam. Sam, there you are. He's eating at the moment, but he looks very, very happy to be here. I tell you what, Sam, uh, should we start by having the game week seven roundup? Ready? Yes. Okay, good. Here we go then. Game week seven roundup. The drama goes on at United as Jose and his band of unmerry men saunter to defeat at West Ham. Arsenal claim a rather fortuitous win against a solid-looking Watford and keep another clean sheet despite Peter Cech pulling his hamstring. Ozil does something unprecedented by doing something. Everton hand out a spanking to Fulham by making a show of their attacking prowess. Wolves turn it on again, making a lot of middle-aged men very aroused at the moment. It's just as well they have a Johnny at hand. He scores and helps keep a clean sheet. Liverpool also prove they are hard to beat as Danny Sturridge snatches a last gasp draw at Chelsea. Six clean sheets this week. Yes, six. That includes Wolves, City, Arsenal, Spurs, Leicester, Everton. Assisting defenders, Rose, Zabaleta, Shaw, Trippier, Doherty. Goal King, Sigurdsson and Harry Kane, both with two each. Goal scoring defenders this week, Maguire, Johnny and PVA. That's Patrick Van Arnholt. Penalty misses was Sigurdsson, but he made up for it later, didn't he? Own goals, Lindelof, Craig, Cathcart. No red cards. And this week's top players, Manners, Harry Maguire, mm. Sigurdsson, Sterling, and Johnny. And in our league, at least, the top three players, it might be different depending on your points scoring system, Azard, Alonso, Aguero. And do you want some stats? Yeah. I know you do. Look at the excitement. Mm. Hey, yes, the stats. So the last time Man United had a start this bad, black box... Ride on Time was UK number one. <laughs> That's a great track. Ride right on time. You should play that now. Yeah, I am. Okay. I already am playing it. Can you not hear it? No, no. Yeah. Uh, another stat, Sergio Aguero has been directly involved in 18 goals in his last 11 Premier League games at the Etihad. So that's 15 goals, three assists. That's pretty good. What does involved mean, though? We do this every week. Sorry. So Sorry. you either got the assist or all the goal. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a crap stat, really, because there's loads of players involved in a goal. Yeah. Anyway. It's just when you say involved, it's like... Okay, yeah. we haven't stopped. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Another stat. Since making his Premier League debut in 2007, February 2007, only Olivier Giroud has scored more goals in the competition as a substitute than Daniel Sturridge. He's got 19 stars. That's pretty good, isn't it? Notable players this week, Manners. Yeah. Harry Maguire got a goal and an assist. That is big. Big from big head. Sigurdsson misses a penalty, 
but scores two goals to make up for it because he's nice like that. And Arnautovic is playing himself into a top-tier contention scoring again. He's going to be a top-tier player soon, if not already. Quick-fire question for you, Manners. Yeah. Azard, Aiden Azard, is he this season's Mo Salah? No. So you don't think he'd be as good as Mo Salah? No. He won't have a Mo Salah season this season? He's yet. not. His ceiling is not Mo Salah's ceiling. I think he scored nine goals in seven games or something like that. He's, he sort of runs with a hunchback. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, there you go. You heard it here, here folks. <laughs> you can't, can't no, bet come on. It, I don't it's think good analysis. It's a good analysis. Oh, right, right. But anyone who knows their oats will probably also agree that Salah reach heights that Hazard probably won't. Okay, well, well you never know. Well, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I mean, the, what you've got to ask yourself is would you, if someone offered you, if you had Salah and someone offered you Hazard, would you swap them? Yes. Form. It's about form. So, you so when you get the people oh. in that are scoring the points. Oh, are you just contra- Okay, fine. Here's the next question. West Ham, have they turned it around for good? Is now the time to invest in West Ham? Uh, just, just saying. It doesn't matter what you say, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, never. Never invest in West Ham. No. It's, it's a nightmare. I do it every season. It's ridiculous. Great, great pedigree, though, the club. Well, yeah. Great history. Yeah, fantastic. And Daniel Sturridge, he's got a great goal at the weekend. Is he the hidden gem of the season? Is he going to be the player you know, that people take a chance on and he's going to end up putting all the stops and win your game weeks? What do you reckon? No. No, good. There you go. That's that sorted. See you again next week, guys. Yeah, cheers, mate. See ya. <laughs> no, that's not it. We're not done yet. Oh. So game week seven has been and gone. How do you get on, Manners? You had a bit of a setback this week, didn't you? Played Ben Pierce. For those who don't know, he's our reigning sacco. He lost, came bottom of the league last season, and I think, if I'm correct, you lost by a couple of points, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty unlucky. He is abject this season, Ben. So it is quite painful to lose to him. I mean, he's bottom of bottom of points, not a single win or draw, or nothing. He's awful. He's he's what you would call utter. Garbage, is utter, that right? Utter tripe. And like, there's always a year where you're like, you know, everyone's going to have a bad year, but he's just, this is two years on the trot and there's no no amount of chit-chat. However much he tries to pull it off, it's going to... I mean, he's even tried having a baby as, as a way of covering it up as yeah, well. Yeah, well, the baby isn't out yet, so he, he, he is lucky that he's having a baby in more ways than one, but he's mainly lucky in that it's going to relieve him of the humiliation because he can just say, oh, I didn't have time. I had a child. Yeah. His his midfield looks utterly shite. It really does. Who's he got? Jorginho. <laughs> Come on, let's do Jorginho. This is interesting how you're pronouncing these. Cessignon. Philippe Anderson. Philippe Anderson's pretty good. West Ham, again, on the turn. He's yeah. Investing him. Hey, yeah, a bit painful for you because uh, not only is he, is he bad, long-term rival. That was a relegation six-pointer, you might say. No, I'm... Uh, oh, uh, you're mid-table, are you? I will be out of the bottom three. I'm, I'm, my squad's quality enough to stay out of the bottom three. Yeah, Trippier and Goodmanson, your top performers this week. The latter, of course. Benched. Like, yeah. You've Last on the bench would have won you the game. Uh, yeah, and then some. But how many points did he get? 12, wasn't it? What? A good mo- yeah. uh, um, 10. Oh, the 10 points for Burnley players don't come around that often. Mm. No, it's painful. It is painful, but... Um, Peter Hamstring, uh, Peter Hamstring, Peter Check, 
Dodgy hamstring, it's gone. What do you reckon? Well, my goalkeeper situation has been quite painful this season anyway. Um, primarily because I listened to you. So uh, Well, you didn't actually, because last week you kept Etheridge in against Man City. Does anybody have... Um, uh, Jay Leno. No, the... No. <laughs> Does anyone have the uh, other Arsenal goalkeeper? Yeah, Leno. Yeah, oh, is that who it is? It's not really Jay Leno. I thought you were uh, doing a callback because you were talking about Leno earlier. Don't let everyone know what we discussed we in our were private life. We about bloody late night shows in America. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. No, um, I don't know what his first name is, so I'm just going to call him... Is it pronounced Leno as well? It sounds a bit like... I just, I, ca- I can't... Every time I see his name, I'm like, it's Jay Leno. Where's he from? Hey! I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Arkansas, I don't know. What's his first He's German. Name? He's German. Uh, Bernard. Is it Bernard Leno? Yeah, sort of. It's Bernard, but without the without an A and an extra. Burned. Yeah, it's like a sort of new age Bernard. Bernard Leno. Mm. Anyway. Hey, did you know, since the start of last season, no player has provided more Premier League assists for another player than Kieran Trippier has for Harry Kane? Yeah, I knew that. And that's why I picked him. Do you want to know another stat about Goodmanson whilst we're here? Yeah. <laughs> Since the start of last season, Johan Burgudmundsen has been directly involved in more Premier League goals than any other Burnley player. They're all the same, these stats, aren't they? Just involved. They're you just love involved. this word, involved. I mean, technically, if you go to a game, you're involved in a goal, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, involved in it. It might be like, oh, I was watching it and I said something. Well, it's third, so 13 goals, three goals and 10 assists. 10 assists is pretty good, though. It's pretty solid, mate. Did you want to add anything of any football worth <laughs> before we move on? Uh, no. I've done lots of reading about the Man United situation and I have zero hot takes. So what do you mean? Well, I've, done all the, I've read all about, you know, Poggers and Mourinho and the shit show that is Man United. And what's your, what's your... I don't have a hot take. That's my hot take. So your hot take is you just read it and then walked away? Yeah, I was just like... Oh. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Let's do Poetry Corner. Poetry Dear Jose, it pains me to write this, but I feel someone should tell you that United have become really dog shit and that Luke Shaw thinks you're a tosser. I'm worried for you, Jose, as Italians would say. You're losing the plotter. It all feels a little familiar. That three years ago at Chelsea when you sacked that really fit doctor. You shout and rant and whistle and boo. Your misery cuts like a nasty smell. Perhaps that's what happens when you act like Alan Partridge and live alone in a fucking hotel. What happened to the man I loved who'd smile and clap and cheer? Instead, now he's a bitter mess who favours Scott McTiminay. This summer, I won the Cup of Worlds. I should be your shining bright star. But our love has gone. I'm blocking you on Twitter. Yours sincerely, Paul Pogba. Bastards. There we have Poetry Corner. So thank you to the wonderful Alphatron 6000 for sending that wonderful poem in. I mean, emotional piece, I'm sure you all agree. Um, if you want your poem to be read out by the wonderful Jon Snow, 
Game of Thrones Jon Snow, not the newsreader Jon Snow. I mean, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, please do send them in to draft, at Draft Fantasy Pod on Twitter or just make contact with us. And uh, we can make that happen. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm just wiping a tear from my eyes. I'm sure you all are. Anyway. Yeah. So I'll tell you what really annoys me at the moment, Manners, is when um, commentators mispronounce the name of Everton fullback Luca Din. And they say Luca Dinye. And that's not right because there's no accent on the E. So Martin Tyler and Jamie Carragher on Sky. I mean, Jamie Carragher can barely speak. That's fair enough. Mm. But Martin Tyler, I mean, he's a he's a stalwart, as it were. He keeps getting it wrong. So anyway, so I was thinking uh, we should play a little game, right? So uh, which football names are difficult to pronounce? Okay, oh, so yeah. I'm going to give you a list of football names. Footballers, I should yeah. say, not football names. Mm-hmm. Not like Steve Football. Yeah. And you, you have to pronounce them best you can, okay? Okay. Read the first one out, and then I'll, I'll tell you if you're correct. Cristiano Ronaldo. No. Do you know what? We've all been saying it wrong. The Portuguese pronunciation is a Cristiano Ronaldo. They, they do an ooh at the end rather no. than an O. Go on, next one. Hector Bellerin. No. Hector Bellerin. Really? Yeah, it's a it's Spanish, isn't it? They're I wish they changed it Bayern. to Bellend as well. Bellend. Oh, they brilliant. should just call him. I mean, he is a massive Bellend as well, isn't he? Next one. Olivier Giroud. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how I would say it in a normal conversation. I mean, you know, with, yeah. Uh, I think I've got here G- uh, Giroud. Giroud. Olivier Giroud. Yeah. But you were... Yeah, I did the French bit in. Oh, the twatness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go on, next one. Mesut Ozil. No, Mesut Ozil. Is that how you spell Mesut? Yeah. Sure. What have you been... Have you been getting it all wrong? I the thought there was, a, I thought was another Z. I thought it had a Z in the first name as well as the second name. No, no. I think it's got an accent over the U, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Don't call in, listeners. Um, I have no idea... Come on, next one. Mateo, Mateo, Kovacovic. So he obviously watched Chelsea quite a bit. Yeah. Matteo Kovacic. 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 Matteo Kovacic, very good player. Is that how they pronounce it? Yeah. Kovacic. Them foreigners, eh? Eh? Ruining their own language. Go on, next one. Sorry, how was, if, like, how do we pronounce it? Well, no one knows. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Matteo, I, at first I was saying cover, I was just going cover, cover <coughs> and then just going yeah. cover. <laughs> you know, cover kick, yeah, okay. But yeah, uh, cover, chitch. Right. All right, yeah. How Matinho? No, it's Portuguese. Would that help if I said it's Portuguese? Oh, yeah, of course. It's Jao Martinho. Very good, but not good enough. Jual. Uh. Malchino. Jao Multima. Hang on, I can't do it. Who have you Mulchino. Who are you? Is that am I doing Chinese? I, it just sounds awful. What who are you have, how have you checked this? Uh the internet. Oh god. Right. No, it's Jao Mulchino. That's how you say it. Go on then, next one, Man City. Uh Ilikai Gundagan. 
Gundogan, I love it. Gundogan. I mean, you're Dug- really showing Gundogan. off your football knowledge right now. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Okay, so that's what we called him for about six months. Gundogan. Yeah. It's actually Ilkay Gundogan. Oh, Dogwan. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know why I'm putting this weird accent on, but Gundogan. Okay. I Next can't say one. this. I've never been able right, to say this, is this anyway. your favourite players. I know, but I can't, I've never been able to say that. I can watch a whole match with the commentator saying nothing but this guy's name. I wouldn't be able to say But you've got to try. He's your favourite. <sighs> Go on. Caesar Asabellacuta. Asabellacuta. What's good about that is that you can't even say the incorrect way of saying his name. No, I know. It's brilliant. Well, so how do you... How, so he's Spanish. He's Spanish, don't forget. Yeah. So does that help? No. No, okay. Cesar Azpilicueta. Oh Christ, I've just seen the second, the next one. Go on then. This is Sock- Sock- so, okay, so the next one is Sockpat, but this is his full name. So Sockpat plays for Arsenal this season. So this Socrates. Go on, his first name is well, Socrates. Well, we're going to say Socrates, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, go on. Papastatholopolis. <laughs> Papastatholopolis. Yes, that was right. That's got to be right. Uh, Papastathalopoulos. Um, no, it's just... Oh, it's odd. really close. I've been trying this all day and I right, still struggle, okay? So it's Socrates. Socrates Papastathopoulos. No. Papastathopoulos. That's it. Socrates Papastathopoulos. Fuck. Yeah, I think I was there, actually. Papastathopoulos. Yeah. Thopoulos. But that doesn't, I mean, to be honest, it's just even if you could just read it, like, in, in English, you've pretty, you, you've got it. It's just, it's so hard to read. I mean, it just messes with your brain, doesn't it? Go on, last one. There's me getting so irritated with Jake for not being able to say want in uh, in his reading. And then... Sorry, does he, do you make him read all these now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really do you read out team sheets? There's only three extra syllables in this and I'm, like, falling over my ass. I mean, Greek, Greek should be easy for us to understand because that doesn't our language... We, no, use, we have a lot of Greek words in our language, don't we? Latin. We have a lot of Greek words as well. Oh. Like um, pterodactyl. Yeah, we, we are really um, straying into territory that I don't think everyone should. Yeah, we should not put yeah. this in. Okay, no. go on in. We've got two more. Uh, Kepper Arizabalaga. <laughs> I mean, that's the new Chelsea goalkeeper. I mean, this name just scares me. But it, he's Spanish as well. Yeah. So it's Kepper. Hey, what did you say? Kepa Arizabalaga. Okay, so we've got the... We've got the... Balaga? Kepa Arita Balaga. Balaga. Kepa Arita Balaga. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And what's the last one? Samiza Bailand. Samiza Bailand. Bailand. Samiza... Samiza Bailand. done it. Samiza Bailand. yes. That is how you would spell Bailand if you were going to have it in a name. Yeah, just just for the listeners, how did I spell it, the Bailand? Uh B-I-E-L-E-N-D. It's a very nice way of spelling Bailand. And it? you put two eyes in the Sam. It was a very clever little uh, <laughs> joke. That. Do you know what? I think that's the best thing we've ever done. Yeah, well, you would say that. Let's move on to part two. So here we are, part two. Sam, we are going to now talk to our secret journalist, Phil Dorks. Are you happy about that? Oh, I'm thrilled. I am potentially going to ask him about his gerbils. Oh, yeah, that's my favourite bit. I just, I can't guarantee it's going to make it in. 
Well, it needs to be. If you cut out stuff about gerbils, I don't know what's wrong with you. The world's gone mad. Okay, here we go. Here's the secret journalist, Phil Dogs. The secret journalist. Shh, it's a bloody secret. Right on time. Right on time, baby. Right on time. You right, Phil? Yeah, I'm all right, Alfie. How are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, so... Um, Gerbil. Yes, Manners, Manners wants to know how are the gerbils? They're, they're good. Yeah, they're both good. I mean, we, we left them in the care of my mother, uh, who made a uh, made three visits during the week to come and change their water and food and look after them. So yeah, I think they're doing all right. One of them's pretty much emptied his entire cage onto the floor and onto the table, which includes numerous shits that he's done during the course of the week. So is that the gerbil equivalent of a dirty protest then? Very much so, yeah. I think he was upset at us leaving. Um, but, yeah, I, I won't be cleaning that up, so it doesn't make a difference to me. <laughs> <laughs> good. So, game week seven, you just played. Yeah. Oh, mate, it wasn't good news, was it? No, no, but, I, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it. I'm getting beat quite a lot. Like, just, I think I'm, that's two on the bounce now. I'm being, I think I've ever, have I won since I beat you? I don't think I have. No, but that's the curse I put on players. Yeah. So you played Simon Moon, uh, Simon Moon, yeah. uh, for those who don't know our league, um, quite a competitive player. Also a big fan of, well, he's not a Wolves fan, but he's, he's like you, he's in, enamoured by Wolves at the moment. I had, I had two players of, of theirs until you, until you ditched Neves and, I, and then I swooped into your bin and, and ran off with him. But no, I, I, like, I like Wolves a lot and, and I think they've, they've shown already like this season that they're, they're, they're more than equipped to, to challenge in the Premier League. They look a really useful side. You, so you, you've got um, Doherty and uh, mm. Neves and... I've got, yeah, I've got the, the Midlands Cafu. Yeah. And, but Moon had, obviously, he had Johnny and Patricio. Yeah. Yeah. Can, it could be called it, the Wolves Bona Derby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very much could, yeah. I, I keep... Cl- I've, I've clung on to Adama Traore and, and kept picking him on my side because he's one of those players that I keep thinking, well, if he comes on, he's got a good chance of doing something. Yeah. But he keeps getting left for sort of cameos at the moment. He's not quite getting the game time that I thought he would. I'm, I'm expecting him to play a bit more. But yeah, it's, it's proving to be a bit of a, a bit of a, like a bit of a nightmare, especially considering that his inclusion came at the expense of a 15-point scoring centre back who I didn't pick. Yes, uh, should we talk about that? Harry Maguire left yeah. on the bench. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's that, the reason why I lost this week, basically. I mean, and uh, what was the what was the thought process between leaving him out then? I I genuinely thought Newcastle might score, and you know maybe I've underestimated how involved Maguire is now at the other end of the pitch as well, because you know he, he chipped in with a few goals last season, but not a massive amount. But I suspect Leicester might have seen what he did for England in the summer and thought, oh well, here we go, we can milk this guy for, for set pieces and, and I genuinely thought Newcastle might score but I, I overestimated their ability to do anything positive on a football pitch uh, So your game week predictions Phil so two weeks ago we did your game week predictions for game week six should we yeah. go over them? I, do you uh, remember yeah. them? Oh, I, have no, I have no idea what they were so you went for your first one. So don't forget, it's three points for 100% correct, one point for a correct result. Obviously, nothing for nothing. You went for you went Fulham three, Watford two. Turns uh, out that was yeah. a 1-1 draw, so that's massively incorrect. Yeah. And you went for Burnley one, Bournemouth nil. 
And right. that was correct but incorrect because Burnley turned them over 4 0, didn't they? Yeah, I'm very much on. I mean, I was thinking, you know, Burnley had not been in a great run of form. They're probably going to just have to eat one out, but they, they smashed them. Uh, even Ashley Barnes came on, scored two goals, and then was dropped this week, which was rather <laughs> yeah. annoying. Um, and the last one he went for was Man United 1, Wolves 1. And that, oh. of course, finished 1-1. Yeah. Nailed that. That was, that was quite a bold prediction. I mean, I, we, we've touched on it already about my love for Wolves, but I think that that was, uh, that was bold nevertheless. I'm quite chuffed with that. It was very bold. So, yeah, massively correct. Three points on that one, which means that you've now... So it's four points this week, which takes you out to 15 out of a possible 27. That's all right. I don't think that's bad. That's good. That's good. It's yeah. better than Frank De Boer, anyway. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, so, you've got any game week predictions this week then? What's your three this week? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I very much in keeping with the last lot. I just picked the first three games on Saturday. I'm, I didn't want to like, sort of cherry pick them, so I just picked the first three games on Saturday. Um, so, I've gone for Burnley against Huddersfield, and I've gone 2 1 Burnley. Fair enough. I'm thinking that could easily be a 0 0. Well, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I, mean, I think it could be, but I think, I mean, Huddersfield look, look in. Big big trouble. Like the the I think that whatever miracle um, Wagner managed to pull off last season, I think might catch up with them this time round because they, they just can't score goals. They're due a win, aren't they? They probably are, but I just don't. It does. Burnley doesn't strike me as a kind of place where Huddersfield will get a result. It, uh, but I mean, as as I mentioned in the previous sort of like predictions, the the. They're difficult to play against Burnley, and they were they were always due to start picking up because they're really well organised and they know how to get results. And I think that at home, uh, in a game which I guess I, it has a, a derby aspect to it, because Huddersfield and Burnley are not a million miles away from each other, it's got that kind of gritty cross Pennines feel about it. It's the kind of game that Burnley can win. I think it's your meat and pie game. Yes, 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 yeah. Good. All right, next one then. Um, Palace and Wolves, and I'm in keeping with my long-running uh, sort of affiliation with Wolves, I'm going 3-1 Wolves. I think Wolves are, are are very very efficient when it comes to uh, when it comes to going forward. And I think they they press well, they work hard, they've got players who can score goals, and I think that given a team like Palace who are going to, I mean they've they've had a, a, a you know poor run little form, they're not doing great. I think Palace are going to come out and I'm going to have to feel like they've got to get a result in that game and it'll leave space for, for Wolves to pick them up. Mm. And I'm hoping Traore is going to get involved in it more this time around. Last one is Leicester-Everton. Right, OK. There's going to be goals here, right? No clean sheets yeah, here, surely. I think, there's going to, I think there's going to be goals here as well, which is why I've gone for 2-2. I think it's going to be a bit of a... Actually, in fairness to Leicester, who were, you know, kind of... Puel was considered to be under a bit of pressure... And they weren't doing great. They 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 keep pulling the odd result out of the bag, and and you know they they kind of they've got potential to score goals. Everton equally so have got potential to score goals, but also love letting them in. Um, granted, I know they got a clean sheet at the weekend, but that's that was a bit of a rarity this season. I think that uh, yeah, I think there'll be goals in it. So two two. Well, thanks, for that yeah. mate. That's all right, mate. Anytime. That's good. I hope it works out for you, these predictions. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's going all right so far. I think I've, I think I've got a steady, a steady little haul. I've got a haul that Lauro could be proud of, I think. 
it's true. Well, I don't think I've predicted a Liverpool game yet. But if I did, I'd obviously, if I was following Loro's track mind, then there's no way Liverpool get beat in his predictions. I think they're unbeaten in four seasons, are they, under, under Loro? <laughs> so, all right, go on. Let's do Liverpool Man City. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I have no uh, idea. It's goals. There's going to be goals. 1 1. I'll go, I'll go for City to win 2 1. I mean, I would say it's controversial, but I don't think it is. Oh, no, it's not controversial. I mean, you could go either way with it, but I just think that they will, like, not that I felt, not that I don't think that um, City were caught unawares by Liverpool last season because I think they knew full well how good Liverpool were. Um, and Klopp has this unbelievable record against Guardiola, which is unmatched by any other manager in the world, really. I think he's he's restricted Guardiola to like, something close to just a point a game, just over a point a game. And I don't think anybody else has got anywhere near those kind of numbers. So clearly, he, he's, Klopp has got a way of playing against Guardiola that works. I just think this time round, City will view it as this is our, you know, kind of crunch game. This is the one where we show that we're the we're the champions and we're the top dogs and really set the standard for the rest of their season. And I, th- I think they'll come out and get the bit between the teeth and, and maybe win that game. Thanks very much, Phil, for your input this week. Of course, again. Pleasure, man. Uh, and then uh, we'll be speaking to you again in two weeks' time. We've obviously got the international break in between. Boo. Yeah, England play Croatia again. I, I don't really understand. Uh, it, to be honest. Yeah, it's that Nations League thing. There's the group of three. So they'll play Croatia, play Spain twice. And yeah. It's... What I was sort of confused about, I thought the Nations League was um, Marvel. Or was it <laughs> DC Comics? I can't work yeah. out. Yeah. Never mind. So, so after Croatia, they play Aquaman. <laughs> anyway so thanks very much Phil we'll speak to you again soon cheers Matt see you bye who are you Fred I can't release that information who are you I told you already I can't tell you please just tell me who you are god damn it woman I'm a journalist yes that was the secret journalist of Phil Dorps we're now into part three and part three, oh, Sam, we normally have a stat now, but I don't think I have one. Yes, I do! Jesus <laughs> Christ, you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Twat. Oh, having a heart attack live on pod. That's, that's good radio. Okay, so I do have a stat for you. My crap one. Wolves have named the same starting 11 in all seven of their Premier League games this season. We only had seven games. It felt like 17. Yeah. But um, the good thing about that stat is, from our point of view as, as gamers, is they keep their consistent 11, so you know who's going to be in, who's going to be out, or not out in that case. Mm. It's not like Man City, you can spring a surprise. Yeah, um, squad rotation is killer. And um, also Wolves are doing very, very well. Yeah. It's been a very nice addition. Anyway, manners. Let's do. Uh, let's do. Who that man? A jaw player. You ready? Alrighty, yep. Let's roll the music. Who that man? A jaw player. Player. Who that man? A jaw player. Player. I'm a manager. Oh, I'm a player. I wrote a book. I got to tell you. Read all the juicy bits. Twelve ninety nine from W H Smith. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's who that man? A jaw or player. The world-renowned feature 
coming at your ears where Manners will read for me some segments of a player or manager or ex-player's autobiography and I have to guess who they are. Okay, so this is just context. People see where I'm from. Bootle? Is this the, as if you started? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, what do you want me to do? Tell you some background about the player? Well, no, because I've got to know when to start the music. Oh, right. Now. Yeah. Go on. People see where I'm from, Bootle on Merseyside, and consider it deprived. Economically, it is, but there was nothing underprivileged about my childhood. I feel blessed to have been born there, and proud of my city, and even prouder of the district where I belong. Wearing my Liverpool shirt gives me a responsibility, not only never to let myself down, but to make my friends, family, city and district proud of me. Without this outlook, I would never have become a successful footballer. My heart and soul were born and bred in Bootle. And it does say were born and bred, not was. But he's talking about two things. Oh, anyway, let's not get into that. No, so but yeah. It's a bit of an underwhelming start, I'm not going to lie. And it, okay. He's obviously a very impassioned man. Yeah. There were certain players I looked up to with admiration, thrilled to be in the same team as them. Jan Mulby, Ian Rush and John Barnes would often be alongside me if they were recovering from injury. And they were great characters as well as tremendous players. I'm celebrating my anniversary today. Big Jan told me after welcoming me into the dressing room, it's 10 years since I missed a penalty. On another occasion, I was reading an, art an article in, in The Echo about Everton centre-backs Craig Short and David Unsworth. Those two wouldn't get the ball off me in a form box, he said. He wasn't joking that time. Others exposed how the club had drifted. Collie Moore, Paul Stewart, Mark Walters, Julian Dix and others didn't do themselves any favours on reserve duty. Stewart welcomed me into the reserve side with a What the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you even doing at Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the segment? Yeah. Um, oh god, got a bit racy, didn't it? Got a bit racy at the end right, there. Got a bit, yeah, a bit, uh, a bit blue. The, um, but the, you know, you've got some names there, so we're sort of. So there's a lot of names. So um, I couldn't what? quite understand what he's talking about. But you, you do know, do you know who Jan Mulby is? By no, the way? I don't. No. Fucking hell, man! What? I like the way you called him Jan. What do you think Jan's short for? Um, I thought it might be Danish. He is Danish, yes. He's, ah. uh, or, or Norwegian, yes. But um, but he speaks a really thick Liverpool accent. Uh. It's quite famous. Anyway, so we've got Mulby, Paul Stewart. So we're talking the 90s here. Um, I've got a few guesses right. in my mind, but if you'd like to carry on, please. I just went for a few bevies with my dad, I told him. He was outraged. Your dad, he screamed. I cannot believe that. Gerard, who hadn't met my dad yet, could not grasp the idea of a player drinking not only with his family's permission, but with their encouragement. After this, he took a peculiar interest in my personal life. Most youngsters get teased by their mates or their mum or dad about finding a girl. In my case, it was Julia who was fixated with me being hooked up and settled down. His theory was the sooner I got a steady girlfriend, the less likely I would have to go out on the lash with the lads. Have you met anyone yet? He would often inquire. I'm surprised he didn't go as far as trying to set me up. Sometimes I'd lie and say I'd been out on a date so he wouldn't know I'd been drinking after the game, only to tell him the mythical female wasn't my type a few weeks later. He must have been thinking I'd gone through more girlfriends than Georgie Best by the time I met my wife Nicola, but it was all to cover my tracks. 
And mm. the, the irony, you know what I like about that? The irony is he could have actually been out with lots of different females on lots of different dates, mm. but he'd rather be out drinking with his dad. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? What is it with British footballers and just wanting to get wasted all the time? <laughs> it's like a badge of honour, isn't it? <laughs> well, it was of that time. Well, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's not like that now. But I, I always just find it strange. Like, if you're a top professional athlete, all you've got to do is not drink. Um, I don't he, know. But maybe it's... Fr- but they're pro athletes, so they... I don't, know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. I've got a few ideas. Yeah. Well, this one's probably... So, so what I'm getting at, that he's, a, he's an Everton fan. Mm. He's, an, he's a Liverpool blue, playing for Liverpool in the 90s, but was quite young when Julio was there. Uh, Eddie days, have we got more? Uh, yeah. It's all quite serious, this book, isn't it? It's like he's obviously been listening to our podcast and thinks, no, I'm not falling into that trap. He's he's very serious, and all, and if I maybe be said, very stupid as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd just missed a penalty in a quarter-final shootout against Portugal. Around me were the tear-stained faces of underperforming superstars. England's so-called golden generation had failed again. An eerie depression escorted us on the short trip back to the hotel, but as I stared at my phone and considered the implications of the comforting note, I didn't feel the same emptiness I'd sensed in others. There's no such concept as only England to most footballers, including many of my best friends. Representing your country is the ultimate honour, especially in the World Cup. Not to me. Did I care that we'd gone out of the tournament? Of course I did, passionately. Did I feel upset about my part in the defeat? Yes, I was devastated to miss a penalty of such importance. Had I really given all for my country? Without question. I've never given less than 100% in any game. Despite this, whenever I return home from disappointing England experiences, one unshakable overriding thought pushed itself to the forefront of my mind, no matter how much the rest of the nation mourned. At least it wasn't Liverpool. I'd repeat to myself over and over again. Oh, Christ. Interesting, though, isn't it? Interesting. It's quite controversial. So what he's, he's saying there... I, I'm not going to lie, I tuned out halfway through that. <laughs> but uh, So he's saying that Liverpool's more important than England. Yeah. I just... Uh, what I find interesting is when he says here, around me, after he missed the penalty... And let's, let's we forget, like, when you're talking about missing a penalty for your country, just, just be really apologetic and humble. <laughs> Now's not the time to say, I don't give a fuck, I just play for Liverpool. <laughs> um, it's the way he said, I just missed a penalty in the quarterfinal shootout against Portugal. Around me were the tear-stained faces of underperforming superstars. So he just admits to doing something really, really, you know, poor mm. in terms of his job. And then he immediately under, undermines it by saying, I looked around at all the underperforming super... You're the underperforming <laughs> yeah, one, dickhead. One you just missed the fucking penalty. <laughs> <laughs> underperforming superstars who all probably scored what? Well, some of them at least scored yeah. their bloody penalties, dickhead, yeah. and probably didn't let in loads of goals. I think I know who this wow, is, man. Shall I make a claim and then we can carry yeah. on with this one? So I think it's... I mean, despite your accent being completely off. I told you I couldn't do Yeah, it was fine. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a very unique... Fo- I think if you were to do an impression of this guy, it would give away straight away, actually, mm. so I'm glad you didn't. Is it Jamie Carragher? It's Carragher. <laughs> yeah. It's Jamie. Jamie Carragher! Yeah, I think the biography's called Carragher. <laughs> As we were saying earlier, Jamie Carragher is so scarce that he sounds almost Arabic. It's funny, because you said that, you've mentioned him twice this evening... 
prior to me doing this, yeah. like once when we couldn't understand a word he was saying during the analysis, <laughs> and, uh, you said he sounded Arabic. My wife said he sounded, sounded but which you really shouldn't say because I don't know how much Arabic you know, but Petro knows her Afrikaans and she said he sounded like an so Afrikaner. So I can't say he sounds Arabic? You don't know any Arabic? Well, I know Arabs. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> okay, I know people that speak Arabic. Okay, who? Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> no, my it's my friends from Israel. Right, we, 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 they we, they speak uh, Arabic, don't they? No, they speak Hebrew. Oh, that's what I meant, Hebrew. <laughs> you need to be hey. careful about mixing them up. <laughs> oh yes, it yeah. could really Could offend some sp- people. Anyway, they probably can speak a bit of Arabic. Uh, unless we got it all wrong, and Jamie Carragher is speaking one of those languages on Sky Sports. Either way, Jamie Carragher. Yes, It would have given it away. Plus. Like, it was bad enough having to read all that stuff out as it is. But if I'd done, I just missed the penalty in the court final, it would have been quite annoying. Yeah, when I discovered, because this was sent in, when I discovered who it was, I was dreading the fact that it would mean that you do your really bad Scouse accent for probably well, have you got any more minutes. to read? Yes. Oh, okay. Can you do one in the accent then? I don't know if I can. Just, I told you. you. I'll try, do, I'll try, I'll try. Okay, all you've got to do to do Jamie Carragher accent is this. Yeah, you see, that doesn't help. Okay, uh, this one is entitled The La- Lampard and Gerard Deb- Well, this one is him putting Oh, the- this is the classic Lampard-Gerard debate, right? Yeah. Is this what he's going to enter into now? He's not going to enter it. He's going to put it to bed. The Gerard Lampard debate lasted for years. It should have only been, it should have been nipped in bud. I, I keep going north. Um, yeah, you got yeah. you, you got you got to do that at the side. Yeah. Of Instead of in <laughs> the Gerard the Gerard Lampard debate lasted for years. It should have been nipped in the bud. The obvious solution was for the manager to order Stevie to play the holding role to make the partnership work. If the balance wasn't right, one would have to sit on bench. Obviously, I'd say there is no way it could be Stevie. The difference between the two is this. Frank Lampard became a world-class player. Stevie Gerrard was born one. See, no. See what he should have gone with there was like, the difference between Stevie and Frank is the fact that Stevie's from Liverpool leaves me mate. That's yeah. what he means there. But it was just like... I just uh, and it means nothing. That it means nothing. He what? should have put like he's basically saying Steven Gerrard's blessed with natural talent. You can't bench him. He's a world class player. He's brilliant. But he should have played in the holding role. So it's like I don't know. It, it almost feels contradictory what he's saying. Yeah, which it does. Is, it's a whole bunch. Of yeah. Nonsense. Anyway, yeah. You got more? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let's see what I've got. Oh, so this is his most saucy anecdote. The Liverpool's player Christmas party of 1998, for instance, took me from relative national obscurity to the front page of News of the World. The tabloids presented it as another example of professional footballers abusing their wealth and fame. Naturally, this was hugely overplayed. It wasn't much of a story when you broke it down. A 21-year-old scouser gets bladdered on a festive work night out and ends up getting caught in a compromising position with a stripper. Okay, throw in some of England's World Cup heroes and it becomes a bit juicier. The pictures of me in a Quasimodo costume working my way through a variety of angles with a naked woman in question didn't exactly help. And the hump wasn't just on my back, unfortunately. Oh, I know. 
I, I actually start, I really started to hate this man. Um, uh, I've started to hate him more. I don't mind watching him with Sky. I quite like the relationship he has with Gary Neville, and I like the fact that they have this rivalry, that, that old rivalry is brought back onto TV. But I but mean, I some people shouldn't write books, should they? Well, people who spit at 12, Families, six-year-old children, yeah. yeah. The thing is, as a footballer, he wasn't, he was just a workhorse, normal, again, he was that. He, he was a guy that worked really hard and British football crowds loved him because he worked hard. Yeah. It wasn't anything special. He wasn't a, a crave play. He wasn't a personality. He was just, uh, you know, workman like, and that comes across in his stories. Yeah, no, these ones aren't that good. No, this one's just more about Julio being obsessed with them not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the Gerard, he just didn't understand that we, I was British and I was from Liverpool and we needed to I don't blame him. It's a Frenchman coming over and seeing the kind of drinking that was going on and they're meant to be professional athletes earning yeah. millions of pounds to go out and play proper football. But it's my dad. <laughs> it's my dad. Right. If I want to get fucking blooded with my dad, I should be able to. <laughs> If I want to drink white spirit with my dad in a bush shelter, I fucking should be able... That's really, uh, that's really regionalist. Is it? Mm, it's so. not white spirit. I think all regions drink white spirit. <laughs> anyway, so that was, um, that was the book by Jamie Carrey, and it's called Carrey. Yeah. It's called Carrey. It's um, just called Carrey. It's not Carrey 23? No, it's a Carrey, Carrey, my biography. They're all called something shit. Okay, and, and where can one purchase <laughs> such a book? <laughs> no, I'm sure you can get it picked up at any charity shop now Oof. or online at Amazon or, of course, WH Smith for twelve ninety nine. These are rough reads. They're rough reads. I'm so, And I'm not even reading the whole bloody thing at the moment. And if anyone has any suggestions for autobiographies for us to read out, please do contact us at... at Draft Fantasy Pod on Twitter. Please do read them first and just send us the best bits because it's very painful having to yeah. read them. Who's that man? The player, player. Who's that man? The player, player. I'm a manager or I'm a player. I wrote a book, I got to tell you. Read all the juicy bits. 12.99 from WH Smith. So that, that was Who Don't Manage or Play. That was part three. We're now on to part four, Manners. It's, Round four. Yeah, part four. The upcoming game week fixtures. So we've got game week eight coming up. And uh, hey, do you know what? Mm, it features a Friday night game in FNL. So don't forget, the deadline for this game week is earlier. Okay, so these are the fixtures. Do you want me to read them out for you, man? Yeah, go on then. Here we go. Friday the 5th of October, Brighton and Hove Albion play West Ham United. Then on Saturday the 6th, we've got Burnley against Huddersfield, Crystal Palace against Wolves, Leicester against Everton, Tottenham against Cardiff, Watford against Bournemouth, Manchester United against Newcastle United. Against Newcastle United. And Sunday, we have Fulham against Arsenal, 12 o'clock kickoff. Southampton versus Chelsea, 2.15. And then at 4.30, it's the big one, Manners. Yeah. It's Liverpool versus Manchester City. 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 Liverpool. City. Big one, that, mate. I mm. mean, no doubt it'll be a draw. I'll tell you <laughs> what, look at those fixtures. Mm-hmm. Hmm, where are the player points going to come from? I mean, you could say Burnley against Huddersfield. That could be a nil-nil. It could be a double clean sheet going on there. Crystal Palace against Wolves, oh, I don't know. A lot of the folks are quite hard to tell. I'll tell you what, Leicester against Everton could be a goal fest. Could mm. be a goal fest. Mm. Uh, if I was a better man, I'd go with that, I think. Brighton and West Ham on Friday. <laughs> Who knows? 
Of course, Man United against Newcastle. Newcastle looking awful at the moment. Man United, nice 1-0 win. Why not? Jobs are good and good. Hey, so there are the fixtures. Good luck with that, mate. Do you want any hot tips? Do you want any hot tips? Oh, yes, please. What do you want? Uh, Defender? Um, midfielder. Midfielder? Hmm. Well, make sure you put Goodmanson in the team. That's, yeah. that's a tip for everyone. Put Goodmanson in your team. He takes corners... He gets, you know, he gets assists. You never mm. know. Yeah? And get yeah. a goalkeeper. Etheridge is still quite high up. It, Etheridge though. is Etheridge. playing... Cardiff are playing Tottenham. Etheridge is going to concede goals. All right? Cardiff are the, the whipping ju- boys of this Premier League. And well, interestingly enough, if it keeps going this way, uh, Warnock could lose his job. And is Big Sam going to be sniffing around? That is a game changer for all DF managers. I will stick to my team the way I see fit. Okay, you keep on losing. Good work. Good work, Jose. Good work. And then after those game weeks will be an international break. Yes, I know. It's terrible news. So the Premier League will return on the 20th of October. We will, of course, be back in two weeks' time to give you the review of Game Week 8 and the preview of Game Week 9. In the meantime, do take care of yourselves. Enjoy your fantasy football and just enjoy life. Take care yourselves. Goodbye. The The Draft Fantasy Podcast is sponsored by The Automated Feeding Tray, which is the new comedy production by Alpha Evers. That's me. Which is playing at the Etc. Theatre London 24 to the 26th of October. For more information and tickets, go to www.etcetratheatre.com. You can also visit the Facebook fan page, The Automated Feeding Tray. Alternatively, just go to alfieevers.com.